All right, friends. We're back with yet another episode of the Finding Strength podcast. Can't wait for you guys to hear this one. We go deep dive into the world of yoga. Learn all about the goodness that comes from yoga, the mindfulness, the strength, the mindset. It's fantastic. My friend Jessica Ricard teaches us. She is a certified yoga instructor. She's incredible. I'm excited for you guys to meet her. So hang on just a sec and listen to my plug for Tenny's Pizza. Tenny's Pizza is awesome, in case you didn't already know. If you're not a frequent listener of this podcast, you don't know about the awesomeness that is Tenny's Pizza. Maybe you do. Maybe that's how you found us. Just recently, uh, the guys over at Tenny's actually gave away a pair of tickets to the uh, Utah Jazz just for being a Finding Strength podcast listener. And that's the kind of benefits, that's the kind of hookup you're going to get for being a regular listener of this podcast. we got all sorts of fun stuff coming at you guys here in the near future. This week, though, if you go on, you download the Tennis Pizza app through um, iOS or Android, you get um, a specialty pizza for the price of a large, which is only 9 bucks. So you can get a large margarita pizza, which is one of my favorites. It's got mozzarella, feta, two kinds of cheeses, tomato slices, fresh basil, and this super awesome specialty Tenny's seasoning. It's fantastic. Get it on the tortilla crust, the skinny crust, they call it. Mm, delicious. So give Tenny's Pizza a shot tonight. Let us know what you think as well. I wanted to give a quick plug for a sponsorship on the Finding Strength podcast. One of the things you can do is you can sponsor the podcast. You can actually subscribe to the podcast through Anchor or through us. We're trying something new. We're trying to get our voice out to more people in order to do that, in order to do the advertising, in order to really make this thing grow. We need support. So if you're interested in doing that, you can reach out to us through Facebook or there's actually a subscribe. If you download the Anchor app, you can subscribe and you can donate a monthly donation or yearly donation. There's also, we're going to come up with more ways to be able to do this. So I'm excited about that option to provide you guys. And if you're interested in being a sponsor on the Funny Strength Podcast, um, we have literally thousands of downloads. We are about at the 9,000 mark. So we've had a lot of downloads, a lot of listens. You know, we're almost, next episode will be the 20th episode. So we've got a lot of stuff um, available. And one of the things that's cool about being a sponsor of a podcast is it goes on forever, right? So this episode records, and then it stays on iTunes for years. And so who knows how many times your um, ad is going to be listened to. It's a really easy, very affordable way to market your product locally here in Utah County, if that's where you're about, or nationally, if there's something that people can um, obtain through the internet over, you know, website and all sorts of different stuff. And, and Tenny's are a pizza company, right? They kind of have something to do with mental health, but not really. So it doesn't have to do with mental health. If it does, all the better. We have a wide reach, and I'm hoping to get to work with some of you guys in the future. So if you're interested in that, reach out to us. And on that note, let's jump to episode 19 of the Finding Strength Podcast. Enjoy, my friends. Boom. Hey. <laughs> What's up, guys? We're back. It's Finding Strength. Season two, episode whatever. I don't even know. We're not even numbering the episodes because we're going to put it yep. in all hodgepodge. Mm-hmm. And that it. way we don't have to keep track because we're not very good at that. last season, I screwed it up like five <laughs> times. I'm pretty sure there's I still one too. on there that's like, it says like season 10, episode 10. I don't know how to fix it. I've tried. It's fine. We, have, we can pretend we have 10 seasons. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so we are back recording with my friend, Jess. Jess is a phenomenal human being who I just freaking adore. Bethany's never met her before. Met her like five seconds ago. So we're going to get to know Jess. We're going to get to know her story. We're going to get to know all more about her. And we're going to learn a lot today about yoga and what it means to be a yogi. 
As gonna, when I told my husband, he's like, who, who are you interviewing? I'm like, she's a yogi. And he's like, what's a yogi? <laughs> I'm like, they do yoga. Like, I didn't even know how to explain it. I'm like, it's a person who's like really good at yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was just funny because I've had it said to me so many times that I don't question what it is. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he was like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, oh, yeah. crap. Neither do I. <laughs> But before we get into yogis, I want to get your take on the last episode. We just recently recorded it, and I want, I want to just kind of know, have you thought about it since? What do you think? Yes. What's your follow-up? Um, I thought it was awesome. Like, I always appreciate people who have such a positive outlook on life, especially when things are getting rough and things are going bad. Um, I, you know, I always struggle with the religious aspect of our conversations. Yeah. Because it's so different from how I live my life. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was super respectful of the fact that we are on very different pages. And so it was cool. Yeah. I, I liked it because I'm kind of going through my own like spiritual, religious, finding myself thing right now. And so to hear his perspective helped me just kind of answer some of my own questions. And help me look at what I'm trying to figure out for myself. Maybe we'll get into that in another episode. I think that's, I think that's kind of a good topic. I'm pretty on. sure we're going to have to get into yeah. that in another that's a, episode. That's a big deal for a lot of people is like, what is religiosity? What is spirituality? Yeah. That kind of stuff. And everyone's so different. I think yeah. that's what's such a big deal is we, sure. we try to put everyone into the same box and it's it's impossible. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm, 100%. So we'll definitely... And I know myself and so many friends, have, we've gone through different struggles having you know, faith crisis. Right. And it's tough and it's hard on families. It's hard on marriages. It's hard on a lot of things. So mm-hmm. it'd be a good thing to talk about and, you know, see how we've gotten through some things and yeah. give some tips on how to work through that stuff. I love that idea. Yeah. Love that, that idea. disconnection can be really painful. It can. Definitely. For sure. For, and so let's, well, now that we've ignored our guests for like the first <laughs> No, time. you're fine. <laughs> um, what, I mean, Jess, Tell us your story, because I know a little bit of it, mm-hmm. but part of the reason I asked you to come on here is because I want to know more of it, because you are one of the most interesting people I have ever met, and I just want to know why you are the way you are and how you got to be the way you are. So let's start. Just kind of start from the beginning. What's your story? Um, Like how far back you want me to go? Where are you from? New York. What part? Um, um, a little town called Suffren. It's about an hour outside of Manhattan. Awesome. Beautiful, small town, lush, green, safe. I love New York. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to. It's kind of the nexus of the universe. It's beautiful. Serious. So how long did you live there? I moved away from New York when I was uh, 25. Okay. Just about. And I moved to Nashville. I lived there for... Quite a while, and then um, we moved out here to Utah. So, family, what do you come from? Siblings, parents? I'm the youngest of six. Oh, cool. Um, you know, nice Irish, Sicilian, Catholic family. I, you know, uh, I think I learned from a really young age. I figured out later on life that I learned from a very young age how to perform and kind of how to be pleasing and not a handful. Um, how to get everyone's attention? No, just how to get the right kind of attention. Um, and just not cause trouble. And I lived in like a really chaotic house that was full of like a lot of love and energy, but it was chaos. So I just wanted to always be on the right side of that chaos, not the one getting in trouble. Oh, you're good. I was the one always getting in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know a little bit about that too. So um, I I uh, have a husband and a small boy. Um, we live we've lived here about ten years. Um, I'm the wife of an alcoholic, so that's kind of what brought me to yoga. Um, I was like, we had I figured out he was an alcoholic way before he did. Or way before he admitted it, rather. And then uh, I was just kind of living in isolation, you know, helping him kind of hide his secret. And we were this really perfect couple, you know, kind of had everything. And we were really just scared and, and like, lonely. And um, 
I kind of got to a breaking point where I was like, I, I kind of can't live like this anymore. We had kind of like shut everybody out in this very purposeful way to kind of protect him and his secret. and So you could continue to hide it. Right. And I was really complicit in that. I was really good at it. and um, Hel- Helping him hide it or good at like... Helping him hide it. Helping him maintain his lifestyle, which was not healthy for him. Um, or, or I was different. It was different. I was really trying to push him to get well, and he was still in a lot of denial. And then uh, we found out that I was pregnant, and I was like so stoked because I didn't think I was going to be able to have a baby. And like three months later, he got a DUI, and I was like that a was mess. Brutal. Yeah. And we hadn't told anybody, and it was going to be this amazing news that we were going to share, and it just kind of tainted everything. And I was at, like, a real breaking point. So then you went probably from being scared for the future of this child. Right, like, what am I doing? And, you know, uh, so, you know, going through all the motions of that and probably, like, a a few years later, everything got okay. Like, he kind of had all his court-ordered stuff, so he... He was a good boy for a while, and then, but he was still holding like a lot of resentment and like denial. And then um, he kind of had another relapse, and he was sober for about three years, and then he kind of fell apart, and I fell apart. And I think that's the more important part for me. You know, I hit my bottom. I couldn't take anymore. I couldn't, I felt like I had done everything I could. And so I started reaching out. Like I told everybody I knew. That mattered to me. I, like, really opened up. I started going to Al-Anon, and I got a therapist. Like, I, I was really proactive. Mm-hmm. And um, Real quick, we've talked about Al-Anon before on, on the podcast a little bit on uh, in Troy's episode, but if you wouldn't mind just kind of telling us about what Al-Anon is, and, because I think it's a really important resource that people don't even oh, know exists. It's amazing. Yeah. Tell, tell us about your experience and... Well, first, what is Al-Anon? And then maybe a little bit of your own experience, because it's a really cool organization. So Al-Anon is the counterpart to AA. It's um, the same kind of idea, um, but it's for family and friends of people that are struggling with addiction. So you're, you know, the intention is for you to work 12 steps as well, and there are 12 traditions as well, and for you to get to... I mean, the whole idea is for you to learn to live with addiction, whether your addict is using or not, and just be able to live your own life. It's really about you, and that's the thing about Alma is that totally amazing, is that it takes the focus actually off your addict, or your qualifier, rather, and puts it back where it belongs, which is like on you. How can you take care of yourself? How can you maintain yourself? How can you live your life whether or not this person is using or not? How can you find happiness, peace, serenity? Yeah, because this affects you in a very similar way than it. Do, you're maybe not the addict, but it completely affects your life and your family's life and everything that goes along with it. Yeah, addiction. And you're coherent for all of it. Oh, that's the thing about totally. uh, you know somebody who struggles with addiction. They don't really know the chaos that they're creating. <laughs> right. It's like a tempest. On the other side of this, you're looking at it going like, what are you doing? And they have no idea. Their inside is so completely low. They don't know what they're destroying around them. And the people in their life are the ones that get hurt the most. And they don't realize the wreckage they've created until they actually decide to get better. And that's what makes getting better so hard with addiction is because you have to deal with the wreckage you've created that you didn't even know you created in the first place. So you're, you're there trying to deal with the wreckage that your husband is seemingly oblivious to. And that's mm. what Al-Anon helps a lot of families with. That's yeah. what it helped you. I mean, it's it's very, very effective in getting you to see your part as well because nobody's innocent in right. any of it. So, you know, uh, like to take codependence, codependence is a huge thing with people that members of Al-Anon. I mean, almost every single person is in that, you know, that same group. Um the funny thing about Al-Anon, the thing I love about it the most is nobody asks you why you're still with your addict. They get it. I love that. Because yep. I think that is, I, I don't know, I think sometimes it's so easy to say, well, why don't you just leave? Exactly. It's like, well, why would I, like, that's, right. the addiction is not who he is. Exactly. It's like you still love him. Yeah, when right. your husband gets cancer, do you leave him? 
Well, yeah, exactly. And that's and what people don't realize about addiction is that it is a disease. It's yeah, the same thing. It is. And the one of the elements of that disease is codependence, like you mentioned before. I think we should touch on what codependence is real quick because that's a term that's thrown around kind of loosely. I, I really don't think a lot of people understand what codependence is. So how does Al-Anon describe codependence? Um, it's like lack of autonomy. It's basically tying yourself to your addict. So whether, if your addict is down, you're down, and then you try to fix it. You know, it's mm. seeing yourself. It's putting yourself in the role of like policeman and and like warden and financial advisor and every you know you take care of everything Mm -hmm. you know there's there's no separation you know in the name of helping them you actually create the environment in which this disease is able to foster well really fester fester yeah yeah totally so did you what did you do before all this became you were aware of all this like what was your job you mean like employment? Yeah. Okay, so I was a pastry chef for, uh, I don't know, about 12 years. And then um, my husband uh, started his own business. And it, he was really successful. He is really successful. So when it became too much for him to do on his own, I stopped doing what I was doing and helped him. And so I worked there uh, for about five years. And then so doing like clerical work and things like that. And yeah. then uh, I had my son and I stayed home. I was able to stay home with him for a while and now I'm here. And how old's your son right now? Five. Awesome. I have a five-year-old. Yeah, he's pure, pure <laughs> light, pure love. Oh, yeah. it's, it is the best age. I, I love it. Yeah, we all so... have five-year-olds. That's kind yes, of cool. Yes, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. And they're all boys. Yep, fun age. Anyways, sure. I love that age. Yeah. So at what point you said that you this addiction drove you to start just doing yoga How yeah did that come about? so um I I kind of came to this I felt like I was doing everything for my addict you know and my family like I was really kind of carrying it all and I just kind of wandered into a class one day I, I basically only ran like all I would do is run and um I, I had just trained for like a half marathon and I did that and my body was just all chewed up, not feeling good. And uh, I wandered into a class just because I wanted to lose myself in something I didn't know anything about. That's really why I went. You know, I wanted to try something that, you know, I had heard that it could be very relaxing and it was good for your body and I have a tendency to bulk up and I wanted to kind of lengthen out and... I was hooked. I was just totally hooked. You know, I walked in. The room was so dark and warm, and it was just a peaceful environment as soon as I walked in. And I just put myself in the corner for weeks, just in the back corner, in the dark, just figuring it out. And I did a lot of crying in that corner, you know. So, uh, and then, I don't know, I just... It was the only workout that I, or, you know, only practice that I'd ever done where I really felt clarity. You know, I used to have to run a really long time to get to that state where you're just not, it's just like a vacuum. You just clear thought, you know, Mm -hmm. just flow, you know. But I found that I was really skilled at emptying my, my mind, at just kind of being present being there, not thinking about anything. It was really a respite for me. That is a skill because I still struggle to do that. Like I enjoy, I wake up and meditate every morning and not for a long time, but just to kind of start my day. And I really struggle to clear my mind and to keep it from wandering and keep... And I was actually talking to a friend at work today and he was saying that that's what he struggles with, with meditating. He's like, I can't, I'm so ADD and I just, I, my brain wanders. Mm-hmm. What tips do you have yeah. for those of us meditating to help us kind of keep our mind, not necessarily keep our mind from wandering because that's not what that's we're, not possible. we're trying to do, yeah. right? So instead, what's the practice of yoga or mindfulness or being present about? So for me, I always think about... Um, your mind kind of like traffic, you know, so, you know, you're sitting on a bench, 
your thoughts of the cars passing by, you know, only green lights, you know, just let them pass. You know, don't try to shut it out or close a door on it because it's just going to make you think about it more and it's just not possible. So to just acknowledge them and let them go by. And if they come back, acknowledge them again. You know, um, find a drishti, try to focus on just one single thing, you know, um, you know, and it just, it takes practice, I would say, but. Well, and even I've noticed when, um, from that, one of the, a book I read, it talks about, which has helped me is starting to pay attention to the sounds around me because then it gets my mind to go to that like mm-hmm. what is that well what's this well you know and breath, that helps me yeah I think breath is probably the most important factor in that if you can even just focus on the sensation of air entering your nostrils you know filling up your lungs and you know the expansion and contraction of your lungs and then how it feels exiting your nostrils you know, that can yeah. become very um, intoxicating, just even sensing that, feeling that, paying attention to that. It's beautiful. And I think one of the things that as I've gotten, because I'm now I'm not a yogi by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, however, I do have my own practice that mm-hmm. I'm working on and trying to get better at just to kind of center myself. Meditation is a huge part of my life just mm-hmm. because I, if anybody could see upstairs in my head, they would freak the hell out. (laughs) It's chaos. And so what I've learned is that the physical aspect of yoga helps me ground and be centered and be present. And then I practice that during the yoga practice. And then when I go to meditation, I kind of tap back into that same kind of mental state that was there. And I think part of that comes from, you know, with, within Buddhism, there's the Four Noble Truths of Buddhism, which basically that Buddhist teachings basically is that suffering is created by attachment. Mm. So I go into a yoga session and I think, okay, I got to do it right. This is the way I got to do it. Mm. It's got to be this way, got to be this way, got to be this way. Guess what I'm going to do the entire session? I'm going to suffer. Yeah. When in reality, if I understand that I'm going there to be present, to not just clear my mind, but just to be Right? Because I'm not trying to do anything. I'm not trying to force anything. That would be an attachment to an outcome. Instead, I'm trying to accept where I'm at, mm-hmm. be where I'm at, and whatever happens, it's going to happen, and I let it flow through. That is That one idea, that principle that I've kind of learned as I've practiced yoga more and mm-hmm. more, it's one of the most amazingly transferable tools that I have to deal with all the freaking shit going on upstairs in my head and to help that we teach our clients here at Deer mm-hmm. Hollow, right? I mean, that's that's one of the main things. We talk about noble, Four Noble Truths all the time and letting go of attachment to outcomes. And, mm-hmm. and so I think yoga is a great way to be a part of that. One of my favorite things about yoga is so non-competitive, even against your own self. I mean, every session is a clean slate, a new sheet of paper. You know, so... You're not even supposed to think about your last practice. Just meet yourself on your mat as you are. Mm. You know, it's about how it feels, not about how it looks. You know, I love practicing without a mirror because, you know, I can look at myself and say, oh, this looks right, but does it really feel right in my body? You know, we're all so different. We're all shaped different. Mm. We all have different muscle mass. You know, it's really about how it feels. I love that. What does it mean to be a yogi? Um, you know, I don't know that I really consider myself even a yogi. You know, uh, I think a yogi is somebody who practices yoga regularly, wants to live their life in those principles of, uh, you know, being present. So you don't have to be like a teacher of yoga in order to fit into that mold a little bit. I don't think you need to be an instructor, but we are all teachers. You know, we all teach each other. You know, whether you're a yoga instructor or not, you know, uh, so, I mean, not to get too woo-woo on you, but... (laughs) That's freaking awesome. When you said that, my heart just was, like, open and warm. That's what I think uh, the exact same thing. I love it. It's just so good because it's just because, like, there's... 
it just creates this equality, this understanding amongst humanity where we're all here doing the same thing. I'm not mm-hmm. on a different level than anybody else. Yeah. And that's why the practice of yoga is you go into this session, not the next session, not the last one, this session. You're there with yourself. We're all teaching. We're all learning. We're all in this together, which is just a huge, huge part of who I am as a person. Yeah, I, I mean, love that. Yoga is magic. Like it really is magic. You know, I, and I, I know that sounds so bizarre, but so many things have happened to me in practice or by meeting people through a class or just in passing that just seem like so otherworldly. Like, I can't believe that happened. Or how did they know that? Or how did they know I needed to hear that or learn that? Or, you know, it just seems like, we lack so much connection and I found so much connection through yoga and, and Al-Anon. I mean, yoga is home for me. You know, when I walk into any yoga studio, whether it's a tree house or here, even in just the pain box, I mean, that's home. I feel like I'm home. You know, um, it's the same when I found my home group with Al-Anon. You know, I went to a few groups and it was just like, it's something was off. I just didn't feel like I belonged. When I found my group, they were so giddy and odd and just, they seemed so themselves. I mean, the serenity that they were kind of throwing off, I wanted it so bad. I was like, these are my people, you know? And that's how I feel every time I do yoga. I mean, I was having the worst day on Friday. I mean, you saw me when I came, like, bounding in. I saw your eyes, and I was like, oh, no. I just had a day full of, like, isolation and feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt and sadness. And I was rushing back here to do the one thing that I really love doing, which is yoga. And I was so late and disappointed. And the energy when I came into the room, it, like, almost knocked me on my ass. Just how they were all waiting and they were all eager and happy. And I just felt love, like just come off all of them, you know. And these are the guys we work with. They were healing and they heal us. Oh, my gosh. They totally buoyed me. You know, they saved me that day, you know. We got to do maybe 15 minutes of yoga. And with every breath, I could feel myself relaxing. With every exhalation, I could feel myself coming into the room, you know, becoming more present, you know. By the end of practice, I totally forgot why I was so upset in the first place. I love that. I feel like that's something so many people need. Like, how many people don't have those days sometimes, if not all the time? There's some people that it's a regular thing that they're feeling this. To be able to have an outlet of something you can do that... I think my favorite thing about yoga is anyone can do it. Oh, it's for every single body. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like not everyone can run. Not everyone can bike. Not everyone can lift crazy weights. Not everyone can do it. But at any age, at any time, everybody can do yoga. And they should. It is so good for you. I mean. Well, yeah, go into that a little bit. Like you probably know some of the health benefits of yoga. Oh my gosh. It's great for flexibility. It's great for balance. It. It's great for brain health, you know, for clarity. It, um, it's, there are studies that it can lower your cholesterol, that it can lower your blood pressure. That it, I mean, and it's great if you're suffering from any kind of disease. Like there's yoga for cancer, for, um, for post-traumatic stress disorder. There's, I mean, it's just so Is it when you say there's yoga for these different things, do you practice it differently? There are different poses that that can, um, you know, that are better for bodies that are going through those kind of situations. Like, uh, especially with post-traumatic stress, we do some of that stress or anxiety release um, yoga here. There are certain poses that we have you hold them for a long time and your muscles just finally relax. It's a big release. You know, um, and it just works in conjunction with the work that you guys are doing here, the therapists do. It can be beautiful. Like when you do really intense heart opening um, exor- um, yoga, which I 
all my yoga is like heart opening because we live in such flexion. We really need extension, you know. Uh, so, so when she says that, she says flexion. She curves her shoulders arcing. forward and kind of hunches over, and then extension opens opening. her chest. Yeah. So, so what are some of the poses that you use to kind of create that open heart practice? Um, even just plank, you know, doing it the right way, really pushing yourself up and out, mm. hollowing out that center body, broadening through the chest. You know, any kind of like halfway lift. Or locust, oh my gosh, that's my favorite. Locust is, you're in a prone position, um, arms are outstretched behind you, you lift the arms and then you gently elongate your head, neck and shoulders up. It's so hard, because you're pushing your pelvis into the mat as you And you're arching back. Okay. And it's so good for you. It's so good for your spine, it's so good for your abdomen, you know, your core, and it's just opening, and it's a movement we never do. Right. No, because constantly you're driving, you're doing anything, it's like this. You're, yeah, you're hunched over, you're keyboard, you're sitting, you're yeah. watching TV, you're laying down, but that is so open. I know, as you're doing it, I'm like, like sitting <laughs> taller. Sitting taller, your <laughs> like, gets Oh, better. that does feel better. <laughs> Weird. You know, camel pose is very similar, mm-hmm. um, but you're on your yeah. knees when you're doing that. Um, that can elicit, a, like, bring on a lot of emotion afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon to have, like, a full meltdown after yeah. you do... Like a nice long camel pose. Yeah, I've teared up before in that one and just like thinking about like the way that I give and Mm. take in suffering like that for me. Because basically what you do is you arch your back and kind of put your hands on the tops of your heels and you're really like in this backwards kind of like almost like like a circle with your body. Almost a back bend, yeah. Yeah, and and it's just so vulnerable and so open and everything is exposed in there. Mm -hmm. And then you get done and you come back out and you're just like, I don't know, it's... It's very spiritual. It's it is. really cool. Yeah. I'm so glad I found that. So for people like myself, because so my, it's funny, this is the first year ever. My New Year's resolution has nothing to do with losing weight or eating perfect or exercising like crazy, which that's typically Good. what I do. But I'm like, no, I'm not doing any of that this year. I'm trying to help my husband eat better to beat him. But Never. <laughs> But my goal, it was 100% mental health and like being more comfortable in my body where I just feel good. Mm. And so one of the things I've been trying to do is yoga. But what are some avenues to go down? Because for me, I have a lot of kids and it's not always easy for me to go to a studio to do yoga. yoga studios don't have daycare is what I found. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you well, go to like even a big for me, I want to go. Like I like to get up at five thirty or six in the morning and do it. You know, first thing in the morning, right when I'm getting up, before sure. I'm even like too alert. You yeah. know. Okay. So what is is that a good way to do it? Is to find like a video or to learn some different movements and do it on your own, where you learn. Okay, I'm going to move through these movements because you've watched something. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still okay. learning. <laughs> well, there's. First, you've actually set a sankalpa for yourself, which is um, Sanskrit word for intention, will, purpose. Like um, New Year's resolutions are based in negativity about mm-hmm. ourselves. Like I want to lose weight because I think I'm a fat piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, whereas sankalpa is based in positivity. Like I want to figure out why I want to eat so much and maybe be a little kinder to myself. And when I feel myself getting stressed out and then wanting to grab like cookies or something, maybe mm-hmm. breathe a little deeper or mm. go for a walk or think about what's stressing me out. And, you know, To better myself rather than get rid of the crappiness in me. Or just believe that negative belief. Like I... Reinforce that. Yeah. Right. So... Very cool. Sankalpa. Sankalpa. Ooh, I love it. Um... You can do it a lot of different ways. I recommend doing, if if you would like to get up that early, I would put your mat by your bed. And as soon as you get out of bed, go through a few movements, even just stretching and breathing, centering yourself, sitting in lotus even um, would be perfect. But there's so much information. I like that. I like the idea of putting the mat next to my bed. Because, yeah, I do like it's almost like right when I wake up, that's. I'm not alert and Mm -hmm. I just want to like get myself in a really good place, get my mind in a good place to start my day. Mm -hmm. We should do that. Challenge me versus you. 
Just kidding. Not versus. <laughs> Just I'm like, kidding. I'm trying not to compete. I'm going to beat That's you That's my yoga. goal. <laughs> no, we should do that for a week and just see what changes. Just went, put the mat next to our bed. Yoga, like do five to ten minutes a day or something. Yeah. And yeah, and then report back next week on if we notice any change. That'd be kind of okay. cool. I, I'll do that. That cool. is the amazing thing about That's yoga cool. is that, that people idea. think, oh, I need an hour. Yeah. Or, I need an hour and 20 no. in order to do this. No, 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 no. It, it, it like starts small and it can grow. You know, be gentle with yourself. Start with just five minutes, you know, and then you'll see you'll want to do more, you know, or you'll figure out a pose and you'll want to hold it longer or, you know, things like that. But so I do, even maybe looking up poses so that way you can learn like, oh, I want to try that pose tomorrow. Sure. And there's so much free yoga online. Um, you know, oh, I looked on YouTube and I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't even know where to start. You can do all sorts <laughs> of free yoga. And What's so that's a beautiful entry thing. level kind of like something to look for for people who have never done it before and want to start it by themselves. Do you have any ideas or thoughts on that? How, how do you mean like poses or types of yoga? Neither. Okay. Somebody lay person listen to this has never tried yoga before and is like, oh, this Jess lady, she sounds like she's got it, got it going on. I kind of want to try this. I'm going to do five minutes a day. I need a place to start. Where does she go? Um, you could just Google something like gentle yoga, start there and see how that feels in your body. And if it feels too easy, then maybe look something up like Hatha yoga. Hatha, H-A-T-H-A. You got it. Um, that's the origins of yoga there. And then you could look up something like vinyasa, uh, yoga, which is more of a flow Flow, or, where they link the poses together. It's exhausting. It's amazing. (laughs) It's exhausting. It's amazing. I really do like vinyasa. Vinyasa That's what I've probably done the most. But it's tiring. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sweating. And then I would... We CrossFit people don't like static. We want to move. And that's been the hardest thing for me with yoga is it is very, very static. Like you're just holding. And it's literally... I mean, it's, it's not necessarily suffering but it is not comfortable no and the breath becomes my link to life i mean i am because you have you have to really focus your on nose, your breath otherwise it gets to. uncomfortable like mm. and or miserable mm-hmm. because yeah. if you're not breathing you're like oh, yes. <laughs> you know what? such is life i yes. mean that's why it's the perfect mirror for dealing with stress and anxiety, tough times. It's because yoga really aims at teaching you how to handle difficult poses, postures, positions that you're in. Breathe through it, trust yourself, and then move out, you know, which we all have the capability of doing it. It's about tapping into what you already have. Yeah. It's not about trying to be something else. It's about celebrating who you are. I love that. Oh, wow. Well, and I think a lot of the thing I, that's really attracted me to yoga is it's about like loving your body. Oh, totally. It's not about like how miserable and how sore and how crazy do I need to be. It's, which I still enjoy that sometimes. <laughs> that's like the CrossFit <laughs> motto. Beat the crap out of yourself. But that's, really. it, that's why it, I, I feel oh, like... Great yes. Same. Yes. For like when I love the lifting and I, lo- I do enjoy mm-hmm. that stuff, but... I have come to recognize, especially the older I get, I need to be nicer to myself and I need to take those breaks and I need to step away sometimes and do something that's just good for me. And that's what I've really loved about yoga is not only does it make my body feel better and I feel my joints, everything, Mm. my insides, my digestive system, everything Everything. feels better, but then mentally I feel more clear and I feel more calm and I... It is just an amazing combination of all those things that work so well with the other things that I like to do in my life. Mm. I mean, the beautiful thing about yoga is there's so many varieties. You know, um, if anybody was trying out yoga, I would recommend starting with gentle yoga. Don't ignore the other stuff either, like restorative or yin, you know, where your yin being where you get into a pose, you hold it for like five or eight minutes. You know, that can be very challenging and amazing. Restorative is yoga that is fully supported. You're not, it's not about exertion at all. It's about total relaxation, you know, about 
Um, that sounds nice. Oh, it's amazing. I love doing restorative here. So you, there, that's the thing. So you could pick like every day. Okay, well today I'm feeling I'm like I'm feeling good. I want to push myself a little bit. Or today I'm exhausted, so sure. I'm going to completely relax. I mean, you can go anywhere from gentle to power. You know, from yin to restorative. You know, you can. It's a really broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love doing yoga with the guys here, and then having them say, "I didn't realize it was such a good workout." Right. Okay. I've heard yeah. so many people say that, or people don't realize like that you can sweat when you're doing yoga. It's like, well, yeah, you're just sitting there in this position. <laughs> That's way more exhausting than trying to move. There's this thing called heart rate variability, mm-hmm. which is basically your cardiovascular, it's recovery, basically. How fast can your cardiovascular system recover? Mm-hmm. Yoga is one of the best things for heart rate variability. And that's why it's so good for PTSD, because that's something that goes by the wayside because of the, basically your brain goes into fight or flight mode mm-hmm. and you're in yoga and you're holding this and your brain goes into fight or flight mode. And you have to overcome that. Yeah. You, have you have to, to hold sit this. Through it. You have to push through it. And your mind and your heart have to overcome what your body is telling you to do, which is exactly what we're trying to do with PTSD, with addiction, with mental health. I mean, that is life struggle is my body says, hey, man, you can't do this. And I have to tap into my heart and my mind and link the two together and say, I'm going to do it anyways. Mm. And that's where yoga excels and that's why it's such a beautiful practice for me the reason why i got over the last several months have gotten way more into my own practice is because about six months ago ish i got into a car accident Mm -hmm. and i've had back issues for a long long time and then finally i went in and got an mri and they said oh you have a herniated disc in your back and i'm like wait what 35 years old herniated disc in my back I go to the chiropractor, a super good friend of mine. He says, hey, man, uh, your CrossFit career, I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Chill out on the CrossFit. You can't do it anymore. And I'm like, wait, that's all I do. Like, what am I supposed to do? I've heard yoga for a long time. I've done it before. And a good friend of mine was just like, you should try Bikram with me. I started going to Bikram yoga. I started doing my own practice. I know you love Bikram. Um, I started doing my own practice. Started doing more core stuff Mm. and just getting more centered with me about three weeks ago my lower back pain was virtually nil that's so wonderful so much so that i was supposed to go in to get um, cortisone shots in my back and i've heard some kind of bad things about cortisone so i was like you know what i'm not even gonna do them yeah my chiropractor signed off on it and so basically now my treatment for my herniated disc in my back has been my yoga practice as well as just being more mindful and being more aware of what I'm doing with my body. Mm-hmm. And that has actually not just helped me deal with my pain, but I think it's actually healed me. So it's it's not this passive thing that you can just kind of do to get better with mm-hmm. your life. I really genuinely think people who have chronic pain explore yoga. There's research, tons of research oh, for absolutely. helping chronic pain. So if you're suffering, this is definitely an avenue that you would be unwise to ignore. Mm. It's, it's It's a beautiful thing mentally, but as well, physically, the restorative process of yoga is, for me, the answer to a lot of the problems that I've had for years. Mm. So it, it's, anyways, there's my uh, pitch for oh, yoga. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I, it's interesting because when I was younger, mm-hmm. I remember hearing about yoga, and it always seemed very... Like, out there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of intense woo, and woo. woo. <laughs> woo, woo. Yeah, like... Yeah. It's kind of weird, right? Like, oh, I got to be all earthy and granola and, you know, and I like just all mystical those, almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and that's what I really felt like. That's what I, that's how I had needed to be in order to go that route. Sure. Mm-hmm. And like, like I said, the older I get and the more I've done it, the more I've practiced and tried it. Like, it's amazing to me, even just like I've, so I've been doing it since the new year, just like random little yoga stints, nothing Mm -hmm. big. (laughs) And I like myself better. It is the most, I used to think I had to go run 10 miles Mm -hmm. or lift a crazy amount of weight. And I still enjoy those things. I still like to run here and there and I still like to lift. I still like, but it was just, it was amazing where I just appreciated my body more (laughs) and I've never done that. And so it's been a really cool thing. So it's something I do. I want to focus on that's 
you know, it is my intention every day is mm-hmm. this is the beginning. This is how I'm going to start my day. And so I like the idea of we'll do our practice every yeah, day because I've done it probably every two or three days. And so it'd be good to really it's nail it down in the morning, every mm-hmm. day, wake up. I'll send you a picture of me doing yoga. Oh, Just thanks. Kidding. Awesome. <laughs> even, even before you go to bed, it okay. can be Ooh, a beautiful okay. thing, like yes. a restorative practice, you know, doing legs up the wall or just some flowing bridge, things like that, just to center yourself, ground yourself, quiet your mind, unplug from devices, from chaos. It's a beautiful way to end your day as well. And help me go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> Last night, I, we, we're trying not to watch TV late at night because Matt told us it's going to help us sleep better. <laughs> And I could she rolled her eyes not. so hard when she said that. <laughs> she was like, Matt, freaking a-hole over here. <laughs> oh, I couldn't sleep. But it's funny you say that because I, sometimes my husband teases me because I'll lay in bed and the first thing I do is stretch. Mm. And he's like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> it's so odd. But it just feels good to like stretch everything out and then lay down and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so I like that. I should do that Same more process. at night. Yeah. yeah. That's way cool. I've just never thought of it as yoga, but it's the same kind of thing. If your mask's going to be next to the bed anyway, you might as well just do some stretching and breathing before you go to bed. Center yourself. Prepare yourself for sleep. For sleep. I love that. I think this is awesome. This is exactly what we wanted to do. this month. Totally. The new year. It's to say, like, start doing some of these things. Like, we want our listeners to start focusing, like I said, not so much on you know, what's your calorie intake and Mm. what's this? And it's like, let's focus on loving you. And if you do that, all of the rest of it is going to kind of go into place. It's going to fall into place. Uh, Yoga is an act of self-love. Every single time you step on your mat, you know, you're, you know, I often say when I instruct, you know, you're part of my community, you know, you're part of my family. When we're together, we share breath. We share movement. There are not many things more intimate than that. Breathing together, you know, moving together. You know, you create energy. There's, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. You can, you feel it. It's electric. You know, you support each other without even speaking or talking. You know, I love that. That is really awesome. I love it. Jess. You're freaking amazing. I'm not. But no, that so was really amazing. good. Thank you. I felt like you gave some really good tips on, that can help some people get started and start moving towards this goal. I feel like it, this is super, super important it to was, me. So Yeah, I mean, yoga changed my life in beautiful ways besides letting me tap into myself more and figure out how I wanted to be versus how I was actually being, you know? Mm-hmm. Um you know, appreciating myself actually for what I am instead of for what I'm not doing or what I'm not. You know, these are like pretty easy concepts that had evaded me for a really, really long time. Oh, I think they've evaded a lot of people. I think that's the issue. Right. And the people that have, that it has brought into my life, I mean, that, I can't explain to you how magical it is. You know, like, I felt that way, especially with Al-Anon, too. They go hand-in-hand so much. I feel like everybody should go to Al-Anon, whether you have an addict, and everybody should do yoga, whether or not you like yoga. You know, (laughs) I just feel like people should expose themselves to that. You know, being... I can remember being so low and feeling so lost, and then you're in the grocery store, and somebody from your Al-Anon meeting just shows up. You know, and you're like, hi. And just they see you in a different way than other people see you. And just, you don't even need words, just somebody, hey, man, how are you? You know, and it just snaps you back out. Like, I'm not alone. They're there. They get it. You know, yoga is very similar that way. You know, um, I think everybody needs a community. Connection. And the connection. Yeah. So wherever you find that, and yeah, I could, yoga could be a great area for someone to go and start finding that with different people. I know. It helped me realize things about myself that I think I didn't believe. That, like, I like people. I, I'm i friendlier than I thought I was. Um, you know, I, I would have people just tell me things about themselves. You know, like, oh, I really feel like I can talk to you. I love that. You know, I 
it just opened a whole different world to me that I didn't even think was possible. That's awesome. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jess. Yes. Thank you. And all of you listeners out there, if you haven't tried yoga, (laughs) please do it. Start this challenge with me and Matt. Five, ten minutes every morning. Just do something and see what it'll do for you and your body. And and maybe if if you feel like it and you want to share something with us, we'd love to have you DM us. Or if you like post a picture with a yoga mat, tag us. We'd love to see the community getting together. Yeah, I love that. Getting their yoga on. And just kind of showing everybody. I mean, because the, the community, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, we just hit 7,500 downloads on our podcast. Pretty cool. Yay! That's like that's a lot. Good for you. Congratulations. We're, I know. So we, we're getting the message out there. We're definitely getting people to hear what we're doing. And so there's a community of people. You might not know each other all yet. I mean, it's all over the country. We have people in other countries now even listening to us. So hmm. tag us on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, post about it so people Instagram. know that. Yeah. Sometimes you need that little that community, that group to be like to kind of give it's you that push to yeah. try something. So yeah. awesome. Well, thanks all of you. Thank you, Jess. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And we will talk back again and let you know how this yoga thing is going for yes, us. Let's yoga. <laughs> Let's do it. Thanks, guys. I cannot thank you guys enough for the support over this last several these last several months. It's been incredible. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, we are approaching the nine thousand download mark. We should be hitting ten thousand here within the next episode or two because we're getting like five hundred people per episode that are listening. Pretty incredible. Super excited about it. Super excited about the reach and the growth that's happening. It's getting bigger and bigger, and we just can't thank you guys enough for sharing with your friends. And for, uh, you know, going on iTunes and reviewing, if you haven't yet, please do that. Go on there and give us a five-star review. Um, Share this on social media if there's something you like. If you have a favorite episode, just go share it. Because the thing that's happening with the movement, the Finding Strength movement, is people are talking about their mental health. People are talking about the importance of mental health and getting the help that they need. They're reaching out. They're finding ways to become stronger. And that's what we want. So it's working, guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. And I hope that uh, we're able to keep this message growing as well. Like I said before, if you're interested in sponsoring or uh, subscribing to the podcast, reach out to us, or you can go download the Anchor app and subscribe through them and pledge an amount per month up to, I don't even know what the limit is, if there's a limit. So if you're feeling generous and you want to help out a good cause, We are more than happy to put your hard-earned money to good use, and I assure you we'll be put to good use. We don't make any money off this thing. It's just about putting it back into it to help it grow. So, again, thanks, everybody. I hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next week for Episode 20 of Finding Strength.